friend. What's up? Happy late birthday. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to another week of Case Files with Kat and Ashley. <laughs> For those who didn't know, Kat's birthday was Tuesday. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> On my birthday eve, y'all, <laughs> on my birthday eve, I slipped off a, a single stair and hurt myself. A stair. And I didn't think I hurt myself when it happened. It was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then an hour later, it was just, it was, it just got more and more painful. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't stand back up. And they were like, call the ambulance. I was like, no, no, I'm just going to call Jason. <laughs> Well, on the bright side, at least at least you fell and didn't like just sleep wrong or something. No, because yeah, that no, would be I didn't a fall. I didn't, I didn't even fall. Well, you fall. know what I mean. Like it wasn't like I just my slept. foot slipped. So I was oh. like, oh, like that's it. It just slipped. Okay, well, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! But yes, I'm I'm in my officially in my late forties. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll be forty in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I can't math, so that's probably wrong. We to be also, honest. it's probably wrong. We also did not uh, win an Emmy. Oh, I know. But, but it was so awesome to see how excited Jason got after we didn't win when he realized. Oh my God! I'm in, in a, I'm in the same room as yes. as people he really really admired, and like that was just really cool. Was well, cool. like I said, we watched the whole first night. <laughs> like I watched the whole first Oops. night. <laughs> you watched the, thinking, the longest I was like, "Where run. the hell is Jason? This is boring. where is this? Boring. <laughs> this is not what I thought." <laughs> and then um, I was like, "Oh, it's tomorrow." <laughs> That's why I messaged documentaries anyway. On Thursday, yeah. But now he's got the bug. He's going to try to do it again. Yes. But it was really cool to, to meet the filmmakers who did win yeah. and to hang out with them. Just just some awesome people. I think it would be fa like just amazing to be nominated because like, damn. I mean, I was jumping out of my skin and I could hear Jason when we were getting ready and he was just like, oh, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Why are you sighing? He's like, just let me sigh, okay? Oh, God, <laughs> He was so nervous. He, we got there, and it was an open bar. We we, we thought we had to pay. It was an open yeah. bar and food, see, all this amazing food, and he just kept drinking scotch. Like, what if he had one, and then he got up there and couldn't talk? That would have been great. There was I one, would have paid to watch that. There was a group of filmmakers from Toronto who did this awesome... It's on Netflix. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, Confidential, Nazi Confidential, or something like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's an animated movie. And, um, I was just, I mean, I was literally jumping out of my skin with excitement and I was just like, hi, we're from NASA and we're doing this and this, <laughs> and they're like, oh, so you're the one that's going to be up there accepting the award. Right. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just a wife. <laughs> and and they're just like, you have her in the wrong <laughs> position. Just think someday he's going to win an award for, for producing our podcast for us. <laughs> Nope. All right. All right, y'all. What you got? Oh, <laughs> yes. I forgot why we were here. Um, oh, did you want to talk about what you're drinking? Oh, yeah. I'm trying a new one. This is from Brazos Valley Brewing called Hazy Does It. Um, it's a hazy IPA, obvi. Um, it's, it's, it's actually very hoppy, and I wasn't, ex I wasn't expecting that, but um, it's not too bad. It's it's got some juice to it, but the hop really. Oof. The can is my favorite color, so I'm I'm digging it. I know it's got it's the purple and green. <laughs> I love it. It's good. It's good Halloween time. Yes, oh, this mm -hmm. is my favorite time of year, guys. In case you were unaware of what my favorite time of year was, it's, it's the Halloween. Most <laughs> treacherous time of the year. <laughs> love it. Okay. Uh, I'm just drinking Shiner, so I'm just gonna go into the question <laughs> of the week. Um, so my question of the week was an image, and it's said how you feel emotionally right now plus the last thing you ate is the name of the demon who's always trying to trick you into doing the wrong thing and we had some pretty good answers but uh what's what's uh what's what's your answer over there i guess it would be like pained burrito 
pain, painful burrito. I don't know. <laughs> pained burrito. I feel pained. I'm in pain. Oh. In pain burrito. I don't know. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Sorry. Let me get my composure. Mine is anxious nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that seems most appropriate uh, for my demon name. D's nuts. All right. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. So good. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with the question of the week, we ask them every week on our Facebook and Instagram, and you can answer, and we read them, and we go back and read them, even if you answer at a later date. We have a lot of people who do that. So anyways, we'll read the answers you guys left us at the end. I love those glasses. What events? Those are awesome. Purple hearts. Um, Ready for you. I don't, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> D's nuts. Anxious nuts. Anxious that's nuts. it. That's, the, anxious. That's, that's it. That's, I mean. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Make sure to. <laughs> Purple heart glasses and anxious nuts. That's what we got going on over here. Shiner Bach. Um, okay. So uh, this story that I'm doing tonight was a request by someone who listens to us. Um, hey. Hey. Uh, we have briefly talked about this in another episode, but this is going to be the full backstory of all of the things. Um, so I'm just going to kind of dive into it. You may or may not know. You probably have heard of this story because of the movies that were made about it, mm -hmm. but you don't know where those movies came from or like the full story. So that's what all of this is going to cover. Can I give one shout out before? You, um, I want to give a shout out to Share Bear. Oh. In Cyprus. Yes. And I hope you're not on one of your long runs while you're listening to the story. Oh, yes. Do, would you? Yes. Thank you for being such a fan of the show, too. Thank you. Yes. Anything else? Any other no, shout outs you'd it. like that's to it. give before I... Yo, yo, yo. This has been this whole episode. Just, <laughs> it's the cat show now, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Holy just going to drink my beer. Be I'm quiet. just kidding. <laughs> um, But yes, so... Um, Amy is the one that asked if we would do this. So Amy, this is the story for you. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Mothman. Ooh. Oh. So more than 50 years ago in November of 1966, residents of Point Pleasant, West Virginia woke up to this headline. Couple see man-sized bird dot 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 creature dot 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 something. So, the night before, two couples on November 15th were in a car near the TNT area, which was used during World War II as an ammunition manufacturing facility. The couples were Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. So, Linda and Roger were 19 and 18 at the time, and they were married. Uh, can, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just saying it was really loud. Sorry. It's okay. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Are we good to go? Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> as I was saying, <laughs> the couples were Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. And so Linda and Roger were 19 and 18. They were married and they, um, and they were in high school. Nothing I saw really stated the ages of Steve and Mary, but they all went to Point Pleasant High School. And so I'm going to assume they were around the same ages as Linda and Roger. So anyways, when they got there next to this abandoned power, uh, North Power Plant, which just FYI used to be the home to a top secret government facility where weapons were tested, which later led many to wondering if this creature was a product of government tampering. So uh, they were at the power plant. They suddenly saw two large red eyes, which reflected the light from the car's headlights. Steve noticed it first and pointed it out to the group. That is when they are said to have noticed that the glowing red eyes belonged to a strange creature. They claimed to have seen a gray man-like figure with wings, Ooh. glowing eyes uh, that belong... Uh, excuse me. A gray man-like feature with wings, um, glowing eyes. It went around the corner of the old power plant. They said that the creature didn't run, but it kind of wobbled like it couldn't keep its balance. Linda described the creature as having circular, fiery red eyes and a body like a man, but with wings. 
They said the creature was about six to seven feet tall with wings that folded against its back. Half man, half monster. She said you could see muscles in its legs. <laughs> yes, Kevin. So the couples couldn't believe what they had seen. And, and so they quickly drove off. They were on Route 62. Linda yelled for Roger to hurry. Um, that's when they saw the creature reappear. It was up on a hill by a large billboard as they went around a curve. It spread its wings and went straight up into the air. They were all terrified and kept yelling. The, the moth man, which he got that name later on, obviously, but the moth man began gliding back and forth over the back end of their car. We didn't know what it was. I don't think we've ever been so scared before, said Linda. As they went along a straight stretch of road, they were going over 100 miles per hour, but the creature was still able to follow them. They saw it in the back window and saw the shadow go across the car as it flew. They just couldn't get away from it. They could also hear the wings hitting the top of the car oh, as they drove. Oh so, God. like, this thing was, like, following them, like, walked onto them. And it, and it like, Roger's car, it was a 57 Chevy, and it had all kinds of scratch marks um, on it. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It squeaked like a big mouse, said Mary. They were able to get away from, from the creature when they reached the edge of Point Pleasant. The creature disappeared, veering off into a field as they went into town. The couple continued on, and they stopped at a local dairy land as they tried to figure out what to do next. Linda suggested that they go to the police. She wanted to go and report this, tell the police everything they had seen. Um, but Steve and Roger, they were very hesitant. They didn't want to do this because they thought, like, basically they would just laugh at them and wouldn't take them seriously. Like, I mean, you know, you walk into a police station, you're a teenager, and you say, hey, I, I saw this flying saw the, man creature with glowing eyes. to our car. In the 60s, right. you know. And so... What drugs are you on, sir? Yeah. Um, and so they, they wanted to be sure of what they saw. So, like any good horror movie, they group decided, hey, let's go see if we can see the creature again. And so they... Well, that's how you die. So they get back in the car, and they start heading out that direction. However, the group ended up being too afraid to, to go all the way back out there and look for it, so they turned back around. As they were turning around, they saw a large dead dog laying along the road, which was gone when they went by again later. So according to the couples, the, the weaned creature jumped out as they passed where the dog had been went over the top of the car, and went through the field to the other side. So they did see it again when they turned around to go back, you know. Um, so that was the second time they saw it that evening. I wouldn't keep searching. That's I what I'm just, saying. I would just go home. <laughs> well, we saw something strange. I'm going to take drugs to forget it for the rest of my life. <laughs> see you later. I mean, obviously, like any healthy human being, you know, just do drugs and drink and forget about it. Um, but that's not what they did. Avi. Avi. That is, they, they, that's not what they did. They were not us. Um, they drove back into town and they parked at a diner called Tiny's Diner and decided now they'll call the police because they saw it again. It wasn't just okay. a figment of their okay. imagination. So, um, they the, they the teens, they tell their story to Deputy Millard Helstead and they told the police they saw a large weaned creature whose eyes were the size of baseball. They were glowing red. And when the car uh, headlights would hit them, it would, they would glow. Like they could see them. Like their car headlights hit this creature's eyes. They described it as a flying man with 10 foot wings. Excuse me. They reported he was unlike anything you'd seen on TV or in a in a in a monster movie. Um, Helsted didn't believe them, but he also knew that these four teens were not known to be troublemakers. They were not known to pull pranks. They had never been arrested. Like they were really good people, and so he wanted to take their word. Okay, so maybe they saw something, but they just were confused about what they saw. So. He decided that, you know, they were, they were genuinely terrified. He could see that they were terrified. This was not, you know, he, they weren't making it up. Right. So he went out to investigate their story. The couples drove back out to the TNT area with the deputy. 
and the deputy shined a spotlight all around the area, including the tree lines. Deputy Halstead is said to have heard strange static disturbances coming from his like little handheld radio that he couldn't explain. But while he was in that yeah, same area, but he said he found no signs of the creatures. Up, he did not see the creature. He didn't see. He walked around. He didn't see anything that they were describing. Uh, you know, and the whole time the teens they were sitting in their car. And they said that while they, while he was out looking for it, like looking for evidence, they could see shadows circling nearby and a cloud of dust kick up from an adjacent coal yard. Um, the uh, mallets were too scared to go back to their home that night, so they ended up staying with Scarberry at their trailer. They turned on all the lights and they stayed awake just from pure fear because they didn't know if this creature was going to come and get them. They didn't oh know gosh. if they were crazy. They didn't know if they were... You know, they thought, well, you know, why is this creature here? Why are we the ones seeing it? Um, you know, they were just terrified. They, you know, I mean, they're they're teenagers. Yeah. Um, and so the following day, Sheriff George Johnson, he held a press conference to discuss the sightings. Uh, the local press began printing the story and they dubbed the creature Mothman. And this was due because at this time... Um, the Batman comics had just come out and they had like the killer moth and all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of what they attributed this creature to look like. So that's originally why he ended up being called the Mothman. So were those kids familiar with Batman? And um, I don't know. It was just it was it was just stated like that was a really popular comic at the mm. time. It had just come out like oh, okay. right around this, and so that kind of added to the his like hysteria of things and like how they ended up calling it the Mothman. Okay. Um, Steve told the local newspaper, we understand people are uh, laughing at us, but we wouldn't make all of this up. We would not make ourselves look like fools. That same day, the couples went back to the TNT area, but they went during daylight and they found odd looking tracks resembling two horseshoes put together, but smooth. Um, so while looking around the building, like they were looking, so this is a large area that used to be used. I don't think you heard me cause you got up for, and I always say this where we're nuclear weapons. And so the theory that some people had was that maybe this creature was somehow developed during that, like a test gone wrong or something when the government was there. So anyways, it's not in use anymore for that. It wasn't in use at the time for that. But it was a top secret government facility at one time. So anyways, the uh, couples are around there looking for more evidence. Steve went to check out the boilers by himself. And he suddenly came running. He was described as white as a sheet. He was just like, you could tell he was like scared. He was like screaming. Um, he claims to have spotted the Mothman in the boiler. And so at that point, they left. They were like, we're not going to hang around. We're just going to go. Um, I would have already been done with this whole thing, but they they wanted to prove that they weren't crazy and that... Well, did what, they have any equipment to take evidence? I mean, did they have a I camera? Did they... I mean, anything? I think that they were just trying to find some kind of physical evidence, but me personally, I'm not trying to come face-to-face -face with a seven-foot mothman. Uh, no, no. Um, I, but, I, I, you know, pass. people do handle situations differently and so they were just trying to prove that they were telling the truth because people were just considering them a laughing stock really and so they were trying to show that they were not crazy that they did in fact see this so that same night um the creature was supposedly seen at thomas's now that was from a police report but it it doesn't mention any none of the other research i could find Mentioned who Thomas was, like if it was a place, if it was a restaurant, if it was a person, um, which I thought was unusual, but maybe that because it was such a small town at the time, people just knew who Thomas was um, because it was in the police. It was in all all four individuals made their own individual police reports and all four talk about Thomas. So I'm going to mention Thomas a few times, but I can't give you context on who or what Thomas was. So I'm sorry. Um, but it was seen at Thomas's and Steve, Roger, and a few other bystanders went looking for it. However, Mary and Linda chose to stay behind this time. 
Linda became so distraught that she had to be taken to the hospital. She was having a full down mental breakdown. She could not handle the panic, the fear, the anxiety. Like she was in fear for her life. Like she thought this thing was going to come and kill her. And so, so they, so they took her to the hospital and she was there for a couple of hours before they released her with some, you know, like uh, medication to, to keep her calm. So the, the following day, um, excuse me. So, so she was released. And so as more time passed, the sightings began happening more frequently and the headlines just kept coming. So these are a few of the headlines. Uh, monster, no joke for those who saw it. Mason hunt mothman. Uh, oh, that bird. It was seen again. Mysterious mothman said still at large. So the media kind of had a field day. They kept printing the stories. Sightings kept coming out. Um, but it was at that time reported that this creature had actually been spotted three days prior to the couple's report by five grave diggers who they had been out and they were working and it said, and they said that during their working, um, they had seen a large human like creature that had flown over them and they fled. Um, but they obviously didn't make any reports because I mean, they're grave diggers. So, um, uh, I say grave diggers. Um, they, they said that they did not make the report because they were afraid of what was happening to the, to the teens would happen to them. Basically they would become a laughing stock. Mm. You know, they were, you know, um, so anyways, all five grave diggers all out there digging the graves at the cemetery. All five said they saw the same creature. All five fled. None of them changed their stories. They were all the same. They only came forward though, after the teens had made the reports and the media kept talking about it. So did they really see it? Did they not really see it? I don't know, but they said that was the reason why they never said anything about it because they didn't want what happened to the teens to happen to them. Anyways, um, okay, so Marcella Bennett uh, was another lady in the town, and she claimed to have spotted a Mothman a day after the couple's initial report. She said she saw very similar things. She's, um, you know, glowing eyes, seven-foot-tall, wings, um, could fly real fast. Hundreds of cars full of people who wanted to get a glimpse of this creature started swarming the TNT area at night in hopes of seeing Mothman. Two volunteer firemen who... What is wrong with you people? <laughs> what I find funny is they didn't believe the teens, but then they're going to go line up to try and see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so two volunteer firemen who also claimed to have seen the creature, said it had it was a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed, I don't know how to say it, it looks like shit pokes, shit pokey, I don't know, shit pokey, you guys figure it out. Uh, that's a direct quote, S-H-I-T-P-O-K-E, so, yeah. Contractor... <laughs> Contractor Noel Partridge told Johnson that that he I gotta, I, I gotta look it up now. Okay. I don't know. Is it all one word? Yes. S H I T P O K E. That's just what he said he called the bird. So I don't know if that was like his nickname for the bird or if that's like a legitimate term, but that's what the sheriff said he called it's a, it's a heron. It's a Yeah, it's a heron, heron. But he said yeah. Um shit poke. Right? That's what it looks like, right? I'm not crazy. Is that how you say it? Have we? I'm, I'm, I, uh, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, okay. I'm gonna... So contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Additionally, he blamed buzzing noises that would come from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. What are you laughing about? The Urban Dictionary. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's just that is it's not it's not good. Okay, That's why I, I didn't even Google it because I just assumed like it. It looks like it might be shite shite poke. 
which is not it much better. But it's like shite or shit or yeah. Anyways, that's that was the sheriff's term for the bird. Okay, I I didn't make that up. That's that's a striated heron. So, um, like I said, the uh, contractor blamed Mothman. He claims that Mothman stole his dog, and um, wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that the descriptions and sightings. All fit the sandhill crane, which is a large American crane, almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, featuring circles of reddish coloring eyes or coloring around the eyes. He said the bird may have wandered out of its migration path and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. So, Roger stated in his report what this thing looked like. It is about six feet tall with large wings on its back. It was shaped like a man. It had two red eyes, about two inches in diameter, six to eight inches apart. A wing spread of ten feet. This thing, whatever it is, is definitely not a crane. It's definitely not a goose or a balloon or any of the other things that it has been called. I have seen it and I know what it looks like. So, the story was immediately picked up by newspapers. Um, It started to spread very quickly. Large crowds, again, started gathering. Like, people were coming from out of town to see this thing. The story was printed locally, nationally, and then internationally. It went out on the Associated Press Wire and was even featured in Pacific Stars and Stripes newspaper, which went out to the American troops in Vietnam. So everyone was learning about Mothman. So for something that these people didn't believe in, they sure were telling the world about it. So the Scarberry couple said, so that is Linda and Roger. Um, they They said they experienced strange occurrences and poltergeist activity in their home throughout 1966 and 1967. Linda claimed to have seen the creature many times, including once on her roof. In later reports, Linda would be quoted saying, I know people are laughing at us, but this is no laughing matter. We'll never forget this thing. It has affected our lives in many ways. I am, ke- I am keeping going on nerve and sleeping pills. Oh my God. When it gets dark, I feel the fear creeping over me. When I go any place, I automatically look up and it, and I look at the windows. I am afraid to sleep at night, so I lay awake sometimes crying my myself with crying by myself with fear. When I do sleep or go to bed, the lights burn all night. Even in the daylight, I'm afraid to be by myself. I walk around in my own house expecting to see that thing. I close my eyes day or night and I can see those red fiery eyes staring at me. Oh my gosh. Every little noise scares me to death. I can stand in a crowd and hear people talking about us and laughing at us. People have said we were probably liquored up, but we were not. They, they go up there expecting to see it, but then they say they don't believe us. We have seen it, so we know what to look for, and we, all cons- and we are all constantly looking, not because we want to see it, but because we're afraid we'll see it again. Out of all of the phone calls we've gotten, not one minister has called to help us or try to explain to us what is happening. We all agree we'd like to talk to a minister about it, but no one takes us that serious. One minister even laughed and said that they'd finally run the devil out of their church. And that's what we saw. We've been harassed, we've been laughed at, and we've been called crazy. We just can't go up there and hand it to people on a silver platter like they seem to want us to do. We are never really going to get over our fear until we find out for sure what this thing is. I know I'll never forget it. I don't think anyone can who has seen it. So Linda was definitely the most distraught out of the four. Like like she said, she was constantly on nerve pills. She was constantly on sleeping pills. She was always anxious. She didn't like going anywhere, but she didn't even feel safe in her own home. Like this thing just terrified her for two years. Did they stay married? Yes, they stayed married. Oh. 
Mary was quoted saying, when you see something like this, you know you will never forget it. At night, you wonder where this man-like creature is and if it will harm you. And it is all you can seem to think about. At least it's all I seem to think about. And when we go somewhere, I can feel someone laughing at me. I can be in a crowd and hear people say that we were all liquored up and God only knows we were not. But all I have heard and seen in news reports and but all I have heard and seen is news reporters and telephones. I do think I would feel better if a minister would come talk to us and try to help us get over this fear. There has not been one minister to call us or even try to get in touch with us. So the Mothman sightings did cease and Point Pleasant coinciding with the deadly collapse of the Silver Bridge, which claimed 46 lives on December 15th. 1967. Many people thought this timing was a sign that the creature was trying to warn the townsfolk of the impeding tragedy. So they thought that all of these sightings, he was really just trying to oh. talk to them. Like he wasn't trying to hurt them. He was trying to get their attention so that he could warn them about this situation, but he obviously didn't know how to communicate with human beings. On the flip side, there were a lot of theories that said he was the reason the bridge collapsed, right? So it was very divided on what his, what seeing him meant, but he was never seen again in this town after the bridge collapsed. So that's why they're so divided on, well, he was here to warn us, but we didn't listen. And he was here and made the bridge collapse. Um, so well, he wasn't like pointing at the bridge going, y'all got to fix that, <laughs> you know? Listen, I'm just telling you what the okay. theories are. Yeah, I, right. I, I personally have not seen the Mothman, and I do not wish to. And if I ever do, I'm not crossing a bridge ever again. Oh, okay. So that being said, in 1970, journalist John Keel released a book called Strange Creatures from Time and Space, which contained a chapter about Mothman. And then in 1975, he released the Mothman Chronicles, um, you guys may know the film, The Mothman Prophecies. These were all based on his research. Um, he routinely went to this town and interviewed the townspeople. He interviewed the teenagers. Like, he did his research. Like, he was gathering, like, he would make frequent trips back and forth to this town to write this article and these books and all of this stuff for his like he didn't have a movie mind like he was writing for the for the book and so he worked really hard on that and he he did very thorough research um and then of course like i said most people have either seen the movie or heard of the movie but didn't know that it was based on a real life actual real life situation um so in 1999 a uh newspaper an overseas newspaper claimed that russian UFOologist, UFOologist believed that there were Mothman sightings in Moscow. Now, he was spotted in Moscow, and then in 1999, the Russian apartment bombings happened, and they felt like he was there as a foreshadowing of this. So if you're unfamiliar with that incident... The Russian apartment bombings were a series of explosions that hit four separate apartment blocks in September of 1999 that killed more than 300 people and injured more than 1,000. And it just spread a wave of fear across Russia. And so they felt that the Mothman sightings were a foreshadow of that. And of course, after that happened, there were no more reports of the Mothman in Russia. Wow. How many reports of him were there before that? Before that, it had only been reported in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. No, no, but before in Moscow, like before the... It doesn't say. It just says that there, that ufologists had reported... Oh, okay. That people had reported seeing the Mothman there. I didn't specify how many. Um, So starting in 2011... And peaking in 2017, sightings of a Mothman 
creature began servicing all over Chicago. So it's still, um, it's kind of up in the air if Chicago Mothman was a subspecies of the Point Pleasant Mothman or the same one or whether it was a bird or did he have siblings? Like they didn't, they didn't know what to think, right? So the Chicago Mothman has been described in a very similar manner though, between six and 10 feet tall with the wingspan of 10 feet, red eyes, but the difference with the Chicago Mothman and the reason they say they don't know if it was the same one or subspecies or what is because in addition to red eyes, the reports in Chicago said um, they had seen it with green eyes, yellow eyes, orange eyes, basically any color of eyes. They had all been reported, all different eye colors. And in every other sighting outside of Chicago, it had always been glowing red eyes. So other features for the Chicago Mothman included fur, leather-like skin, no neck, and bat wings. Um, its behavior was described as screaming, flying toward the lake, disappearing often, and just flying really fast in general. So that their description of the Mothman that they were seeing was slightly different than everywhere else's. Um, but there were... Um, Several documentations. I mean, there was so many sightings, and I just wrote down three. But um, there were tons and tons of sightings of this supposed Mothman. So, in August 21st, 2017, this sighting was left on a site called Phantoms and Monsters. And, guys, I'm, I have a really hard time saying the word monsters because, uh, in addition to my inability to speak the English language, apparently due to my speech problems, I grew up watching The Monsters, right? And so I thought that's, that's how I thought it was pronounced. No one ever was like, hey, Ashley, no, that's just the name of the show. <laughs> and so when, as I was growing up and trying to learn to say monsters, it's very hard for me. There's a lot of words I have a hard time saying. Uh, monsters is one of them. You're doing great. Um, thanks, thanks. I just wanted to explain why I always pause at the word monsters. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> we were watching and observing as the moon began its transit when we heard a very loud scream. This sounded like a squeaky, this sounded like squeaky truck brakes that, that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. At first, we thought that's what it was. Maybe a bus or a big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance. We heard it again. This time it lasted about three seconds, whereas the previous sound was brief. I looked up to see a large object flowing low over the docks that stick out into Burnham Harbor far across, or from across the water. The object looked like a large black bat, but also had humanoid features such as pronounced arms and legs. Also, in August of 2017, um, a person named Aaron Drain left a report with uh, Curious City. So there are a ton of different places <clears throat> that you can go and report sightings of the Mothman. This was another place, and it said, I was, spe I was spending the afternoon on a rooftop, and I saw something in the sky fairly high and fairly far away. It wasn't being, um, it wasn't like the wind wasn't affecting it. It was moving slowly, but not randomly. It seemed like it had a, a, a determined path. Um, now, this person also claimed to have video evidence of it. However, when I tried to click on the link to see the evidence, it said you had to request access. And I was not about to give my email address to a random website. It's saying I need to give it access. So anyways, there's supposedly video evidence out there of the Mothman somewhere. I couldn't find it. Um, so to this day, the mystery of the Chicago Mothman has never been solved, nor the West Point Mothman or any other Mothman. Um, so, you know, theorists still go, was it Mothman? Was it a bird? Was it um, another very, very popular theory was that it was mass hysteria. Um, they said that, that this is the reason there were so many sightings in so many different places as soon as the paper basically picked up the story um you know one person saw it and then everyone saw it and so they just that was 
one of the top theories was mass hysteria, but I felt like that's kind of weird because the time in between sightings is huge. Like the last sighting in West Point, I mean in West Virginia was um, 1967. And then in Russia, it wasn't until 1999. And then in Chicago, it wasn't until 2011. So that's pretty big time gaps and huge distances. So I don't really understand the mass hysteria theory on that. Maybe in the beginning <laughs> at Point Pleasant, but I don't understand there, that being the explanation for everywhere else. So that's a, that's a valid argument. So the aftermath, kind of like, where are they now? I don't really know what to call this portion, but I'm just going to go into it. In 2002, Point Pleasant started the annual Mothman Festival, because why not? Did they really? Yes. It, it, it gets crazier from there. Um, it, was, it was held in September, uh, like this past September. According to the official website, the Mothman Festival is an annual event held every third weekend in September that... Co- uh, commemorates the 1966 Point Pleasant sighting, which gave birth to the infamous red-eyed winged legend. People from all over the world, and I do mean all over the world, gather around. Uh, they go to the main street in Point Pleasant and they celebrate the Mothman. It's like a big festival. Um, how, do, how do they do that? Well, let me tell you. In 2003, the year after the festival began, they put up a 12-foot-tall statue built by the town of Point Pleasant that was um, the Mothman with his legend, with his like the folklore of the Mothman on a plaque on that statue. And so people go and they eat and they drink and they admire the statue and they attend the Mothman Museum. That I will talk about here in a moment. Um, there is a live 24-hour moth cam. The webcam is pointed at the statue. And it live streams what is happening there in 24 hours a day. And that is functional. You can actually go to it. Um, you, you, can, you can see the statue 24 hours a day. And any if, should the Mothman ever appear next to it, you will see it. Um... I do have links to all of this stuff in the show notes, like the the museum and the webcam and all of that. So in 2005, the Point Pleasant town also opened, as I mentioned, the Mothman Museum and Research Center. Their site reads, and I'm quoting, we are the world's only Mothman Museum and store. They have the largest collection of Mothman souvenirs and memorabilia offered anywhere in the world. While you visit it, it says you will discover rare archives about Mothman and the mysterious happenings that occurred in Point Pleasant. Original press clippings and video footage, UFO activity and Mothman uh, articles, and a lifelike replica for photo opportunities. So there's that. Um, The museum is opened all year round. So you don't have to wait for the festival. You can go in the festival and just enjoy it all at once or whatever you like. Um, It's actually a pretty big museum. I looked at the website and they have all kinds of stuff there. For anyone who is curious, they did determine that the bridge did not collapse because of the Mothman. I know, shocking. Um, It collapsed due to the fault of an I-bar suspension chain and poor, just general poor maintenance of the bridge. Uh, The Mothman actually had nothing to do with it collapsing. Um, Fun fact. He was just there to warn people, remember. Fun fact. Point Pleasant does not sound like a place that I care to live, not just because of the Mothman, but in my process of looking at this museum and what else the museum has that they talk about has happened in Point Pleasant, which is probably like a whole nother episode I'll need to do at some point. Um, In 1966, there were also sightings of men in black, which I did not realize the men in black was a real thing. I thought that was just a movie. I thought that was just a movie too. No, apparently men in black were all over the country dressed just like they do in the movie but it wasn't involving like 
the Matrix. Memory zappers. Um, it said, so they were said to drive large and always black, old-fashioned cars that resembled Lincolns and Cadillacs mm-hmm. with strange logos. They were always impeccably dressed from head to toe in black suits, white shirts, black ties, and black shoes. Their hair was jet black and shiny, and their skin was said to be almost translucent. They usually traveled in groups of two or three and did not speak to townspeople. Um, They are also featured in the Mothman Museum, like I said. There's like a whole little section about them. I started to look up about Men in Black, and that's a whole not like that's what I said. It's gonna be a whole not thing. But I genuinely had no idea that that was. I really thought that was just a made up thing for Men in Black. I I'm like for I'm the right movie. With you. I'm right there with you. I I said the Matrix I, earlier, but no, I meant I yeah. I, I meant I yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I did not know. So now I'm freaked out. Um. Anyways, so if you wish to see the legend of the Mothman yourself or the Men in Black. I'm totally looking at the live cam right now. The UFO sightings that have supposedly happened there. You can go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where they keep his story alive and well. Um, And honestly, that's just, that's the end of my story. There, There are two YouTube videos that I'll have in the show notes. One from NBC and one from PBS that both cover the Mothman trilogy that's happening. The story... Um, all of the sightings, kind of most of the things that I've talked about, but they go like, they have a lot of video and they actually go to the town and stuff. So they're really good videos. And I've, I put them in the show notes if you want to watch it. So I'm looking at the statue right now mm-hmm. and it looks like, um, from the wizard of Oz, cause it's a, it's not a straight ahead shot. It's, it's a, from the side. I'm the only one watching currently. Oh, um, <laughs> um, but it looks like one of the monkeys from The Wizard of Oz with butterfly wings. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's exactly what it looks like to me. Um, well, you know, after people listen to our podcast, because we're world famous, their servers are probably going to crash world from... Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> their servers are going to crash from all the views of this live 24-hour action moth cam. I mean, there's not even like a car driving by or anything. There's some blinky light Isn't in the corner. Isn't it just like on the statue, right? No. Oh. No, you have like the whole of the street. It's oh. it's a side view. Well, when I was looking at it, it was like an up, maybe they changed the camera angles every now and then, but it was like an up close picture of this. Oh, we'll see. That's different. Yeah, they've moved it's it a, out. It's yeah. a side, side view. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go, folks. You can visit the museum. You can watch the live stream. You can go to their festival. It does happen every year. Um, yeah. You asked about the festival. They have guest speakers. They have vendors, live bands. They do a Mothman hayride. They do cosplay. <laughs> Hold on. I, a hayride? Okay. All right. Yes. It says Mothman hayride. Mothman cosplay. The Men in Black, Bus Tours, and Mothman 5K. Fun for everyone. <laughs> so, um, there you go. Yay! Um, we forgot to play Sarah's segment in the beginning. So, we will oh, play it right play it now. Let's or play it now. Gonna play, and we're, we're going to play it right weeks. now. Hey, y'all. It's Sarah Sarah coming in this week with a special Sarah Sarah segment. All I have to say this week is happy, happy birthday to Kat. You are so beautiful and so funny, and I hope that you had the best birthday and best birthday week ever, and everybody celebrated you. Love you guys. Bye. So that was Sarah Sarah, Sarah. Yes. We were at the women's conference and she was like, this is not as much fun when you're not drinking. <laughs> Get it, um, girl. Get it. It's almost over. <laughs> so we are going to read the question of the week All right. answers. Okay. So from our page, uh, Lachelle says, um, banana. <laughs> and then you said, I think that's how we're all feeling nowadays. Yes. So, uh, Jackie says, anxious Chick-fil-A. Amy says, calm Cheddarwurst. <laughs> Janet says, chill pizza. I think that's funny. Jesse says, disgusted chicken. <laughs> I love it. RC said, irritated peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> C 
Sarah, Sarah says, Busy Biscuit. I love oh, that. Oh, my God. Hers that's is your, so cute. That's your new dog's name when you get one. <laughs> um, Rebecca says, Sleepy Grapes. That's like wine. It's sleepy Grapes. Uh, Samra says, Snippy Snapper. Sounds like a super annoying demon to me, <laughs> TBH. Uh, Lisa says, Drained Pringles, girl. Oh. For real. And then on mine, uh, we had drained asparagus. So we had two drained. Lost enchiladas from Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me laugh. Angela says, sad candy corn. That can't be good. Aww, that is it. And That's Chuck good. says, tired tikka masala. Oh. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> I know. That was fancy. Um, so yes, guys, we thank you very much for answering the question of the week. We know they're silly, but we love reading the answers. It's a nice break after we do a serious story sometimes. Not that this was a super serious story, but a lot of times they are. Um, and so, you know, if you have suggestions for questions that you think would be funny or relevant, you can message them to us or story ideas because we almost always do the listener story suggestions unless it's just way too short for us to put into an episode but then we usually combine it when we do like a holiday episode or whatever so anyway whatever you can leave us a voicemail please do you can send us content form submissions yep. Sarah Sarah is the only one that can leave send voicemails send us checks <laughs> you can review us because that's super helpful if you can review us on whatever platform you listen please. to with that please review us Thank you. Thank you. That's my little spiel. And scene. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Until then, please, please, please be kind to one another. And we want to see your Halloween decorations and costumes. Uh, So send them our way. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.